Welcome back to Bride and Joy. I am so excited to have you back here on the podcast. My name is Amanda Costa-Thompson and I am a wedding planner and designer. We specialize in destination weddings all over Europe and we have so much fun in store for you so make sure to stay tuned. Even though I have been working with weddings now for 10 years and uh, in all sorts of different ways, there is a very special reason to why I started planning weddings and it goes back to my own wedding when I planned that and started to plan that in 2012, which was a very big transition in time. And I was the type of girl that had, you know, studied, I knew what I wanted to be when I was 15. I knew which extra things I had to take to get into the university that I wanted to get into in London. I mean, I was very dedicated. I knew I wanted to be an architect. I knew I wanted to create and design homes and schools. And and I did that for many years and I was very happy with my job. But something happened when I got engaged in 2012 I mean, I was definitely the happiest girl on earth and I will gladly share that it took me no time to get me started on Pinterest and Googling for wedding planning, designs and dresses. My husband, he proposed to me in the sunset on an island south of Norway where we have a summer cabin and where we had spoken about having our wedding one day. It was the absolute best feeling. I was super excited to say the least. And just as if the relationship, you know, kind of like jumped to a level that I didn't even know existed. So it was when I was starting my wedding planning journey that I realized that there was almost nothing to choose from here in Norway at that time. So I created absolutely everything myself for our wedding. And we were the first couple to have a Sperry Tent wedding in Norway and to tell you that the logistics were easy. To get all of the equipment to an island, when you've never planned a wedding before, I would be lying. And to top it all off, I mean, the weather was showing that it was supposed to be sunny every single day until the actual wedding day. So the Saturday was supposed to be a terrible storm, wind and rain, and that was the wedding day. We had invited guests from near and far, from all over the world. We invited to a weekend with three days of events and where the main event and wedding day would take place physically on the island. The rest, the Friday and the Sunday, was physically on mainland. Our cabin is on the island and uh, in that garden is where we wanted to have everything, especially on the wedding day. It's such a special place. It's been in my husband's family, you know, in in generations. It was very personal, but it was very challenging. And at that time, I was still working full-time as an architect and I was working quite long days. And I remember thinking to myself that I really thought that I was going to have a bit of a slower season um, that spring at work, but let me tell you that it was definitely not. (laughs) It was definitely not slower days. But as many young women and young men do, and uh, many in general, we have the tendency to say yes. 
especially I did. And I had always been a yes type of person. I mean, in every way. It's like, Amanda, can you give me a hand on this? Yeah, no problem. Amanda, can you... Will you be able to come tonight for a party? Yes, I will. Amanda, are you coming to dinner? Yes, I am. You know, and Amanda, are you joining us on this and that? And I, can you give me a hand? And, and I was always saying yes to things. And it was challenging for me to say no. It still is. But as a little reminder, saying no is also protecting ourselves. And unfortunately, I have learned that the hard way. But, you know, when you say no to something, you actually say yes to something else. So if I do say yes to absolutely everything now, I might be saying no to my children at home or to have time with my family or to meet my husband or to go to the gym. So it's just about being a bit more careful with how I now distribute my time and my calendar is also way more hectic in a in a way because we have a family but long story short this wedding was extremely fun uh, I didn't have a wedding planner I don't even think there were any wedding planners in Norway at that time if there was it was like one or two and being such a detail freak as I am I ordered absolutely everything, made absolutely everything, designed absolutely everything to the smallest, finest detail. I mean, I remember that I ordered handmade flip-flops from my family in Brazil and I remember that I had sketched what was going on these flip-flops and the text and the color and the font and um, it was a gift to all the ladies that were wearing heels and I designed all the stationery. I created like a very long and fun invitation to tell the story of how my husband and I met because we, we were on and off for a couple of years in the beginning because I met him when I was 18 and he was ready to get married at that time and I wasn't. And it's all about how could I and we share with our guests our personal story, who we are, what we do, who you're coming to, who you're coming to celebrate and... I designed all the stationery, I created uh, a lot of other fun stationery details. I can go into these type of details in, in another episode if you want to. I remember I designed all the printed materials in three different languages depending on which person was going to read it because we had so many people that were speaking so many languages so I wanted everyone to feel welcomed and included. So it was important for us that everyone understood what was going on. So the programs and the ceremony programs and the timings and the menus and this, I mean, absolutely everything. And even the invitations, everything was designed and printed in three different languages so everyone could read it. Every flower pot was designed and handmade. Every candle holder was handmade and decorated every flower color was chosen to match her fun vibe and with matching bridesmaid dresses I chose in general soft hydrangea flowers and roses it kind of like reflected the classical sophistical and romantic touch but with a touch of softness and the music that was chosen for the ceremony for the aperitivo and for the reception it kind of, it was a reflection of who we are where we come from and from different memories we have had together I mean the details were absolutely endless and I loved the process but then came the wedding weekend the chairs were delivered way too late uh, we're talking two days after 
The tables were not set ready. The night before, when we were supposed to have dinner with all the guests that were arriving, flying in, we only managed to be there present for two hours. And after that, we had to get back to the island to finish decorating everything. And I remember, I think we even arrived late to the dinner. I think we had set a time that everyone was supposed to be there at six and we were not able to be there until seven because we had to finish stuff on the island. And then we popped over in the boat. <laughs> Luckily, it was sunny that night. So, and I remember I didn't even have time to like dry my hair. I went in with wet hair. And I remember I did my nails like in a rush. It was crazy. I did my nails super fast on the side. It took me 20 minutes and I remember my husband going on the outside, you have to come now. And I was like, yeah, no problem, no problem. We jumped on into the boat. We arrived, had a great evening with our friends and family. And from the boat to where we were going, it was a five minute drive. So we had taken the car and we had parked it in a garage that was very close to the restaurant that we were staying and when we came back from the restaurant because we left and the rest of our friends had such a nice evening we left at nine because we had to go back and finish everything for the day after and this is what happens when you don't have a plan and when you don't have people that are doing it for you because you become quite stressed um what happened was the car got stuck it was not physically an option to open the garage. The garage had closed. And I mean closed for the night. So there was no car to take us back to the boat. It was a bit of a ride. It, even though it's five minutes to drive, it's quite far to walk. And we did, And the problem for us, it wasn't that I normally wouldn't have taken that walk yet. The problem was the time because we were so stretched on how little time we had left to be able to finish everything. And we were so scared. And we had family members back on the island that were trying to finish and de decorate. And they were calling me and asking me questions. Where's this going? What do we do with that? And, and we felt like we were in 10,000 pieces. But luckily, a couple were driving by and they were like, oh, Amanda, Harold, where are you going? And we're like, oh, you know, we have to leave. Are you please? You know, are you able to take us back to the boat? Um, they were like, yeah, 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 of course. So my husband's father had to deal with getting the car out for us the next morning on the wedding day. I mean, it was endless of how many things went wrong, how many things were delayed, how many things we had to think about, how many things that happened. And on top of that, we were struggling with the storm that was on its way. But I just couldn't believe it because it was the most beautiful sunset that night, you know. And then we came back to the island after trying to figure out this old car situation and all the details. But we came back and we were so lucky to have so many family members that helped us finish the decoration. We were up until two in the morning the night before the wedding day. I remember my sister, she was my my maid of honor and she was so sick I felt so bad for her but she just wouldn't I mean she wouldn't stop and we are so grateful for the people that we have around us this is the case it gets very hectic and there can be quite a few or very many <laughs> a lot <laughs> to be honest questions from family members of what to do and what is going there and what is happening and this can set you in a position where you feel quite stressed and and we were definitely feeling those feelings so even though we were very lucky and we were very grateful that we had so many family members that could help us it just felt like we had to 
we still had so many things to finish and we had to finish the timeline and print that out. So we stayed up a bit longer after everyone had gone to bed after decorating. And I remember we even tried, you know, our dance and it like for just for a minute, we hadn't even gone through it. We hadn't rehearsed it. We hadn't, you know, we, I think we'd done one dancing lesson and kind of like made um, a little choreography and what happened was that we didn't have time to rehearse it so that night at like 2 35 in the morning we we rehearsed our wedding dance like we had like one square meter to do it on it was very tiny we were in a very small room and it was like okay you do this you do that so in the end I think we went to bed at three in the morning at this time if rain was pouring down the storm was really hammering on the windows the trees were knocking on the windows and I remember that we were like and we wanted to keep an old tradition with the bride and the groom not sharing the same bed with the same bedroom the night before. And what happened was that the rain was hammering down. I went to another house that my mother was staying in. It's like literally the house next door. But what happened was that we were both very stressed and we still had quite a few things to do in the morning to finish off everything before all the guests arrived. And... The unfortunate thing was that the weather was so bad that it was keeping us awake. So I think I fell asleep for maybe two, two and a half hours. At five something in the morning, I woke up and I had the worst stomachache, the worst stomachache. I was, I'd been so stressed for so long. My body was literally just like, yeah, excuse my language, but it was literally not being able to hold on to anything so I remember my mother woke up and it was 6 30 I think and she's like what are you doing up and I was sitting downstairs in the bottom of the staircase going it's my wedding day and I, I I'm absolutely shattered I'm so exhausted this is so unfair and I remember I was crying and I was so sad and my mother was like hey hey it's going to be fine you know it's going to be beautiful and uh go back to bed, see if you can get some rest. I'm not the type of person that manages to sleep during daytime. I'm in general a very bad sleeper. And I, I went back to bed. I laid in bed for maybe 30 minutes or so and I got back up again and I tried to eat something. It just wouldn't stay in the stomach. So I tried to drink quite a lot of water so I wasn't dehydrated. And um, I have to admit that, you know, we were very stressed about the tent because we had the tent outside and we were very scared that this tent wasn't standing. Um, so I didn't dare to look out the window and I couldn't really see the tent from where I was because the angle of the house kind of and the bedroom and I didn't want to for other people to see me. I really needed that peace in the morning. And uh, I remember having my girlfriends coming over. They were arriving around 10 and I was so glad when they came and the weather calmed down. And the sun started to come out around closer to the ceremony. But unfortunately, it was everything was just too wet to have it outdoors. So you, we made a last minute decision the night before to move all the chairs inside the tent for the ceremony, which meant that we still had to swap the tent before, you know, after the ceremony, but before dinner. So the decoration of the tables had to be inside the tent as well as having the ceremony inside the tent. I mean, it worked. We, we made it work and that's what we do. and That's what I always do. But it's just, it was very challenging. And there were a thousand pieces to think about because you're dealing with having to have a kitchen, having to have 
uh, catering, having to have extra toilets, having to have extra uh, toilet paper. You know, I mean, you have to buy literally everything. You are producing an event uh, that you've never done before for so many people. And there are so many things to think about. It was so fun. And we were very lucky with the weather. It calmed down and the sun came out in the end. And we had the most beautiful sunset with dinner literally in front of the ocean and a party with everything from live music to handmade confectionery that my mother had made to family and friends that shared their amazing vibe. And no one wanted to go home. I mean, we finished it all off with an after party on the boat back to mainland with the last guests at seven in the morning. And we were a big group. We had three timings of the boat that went back to mainland. There were very few that left at one. There were very few that left around three. And the last boat, I remember I even tried to like... To, to say to to the shipper that excuse me you know can you please wait an hour and then we'll come like or can you just come back in an hour's time and he was like no sorry ma'am we we have to go now I was like oh okay you know I'll just get the rest of the crowd but getting 45 people out of the tent and on the boat um it was quite funny and my husband decided last minute that he wanted to change clothes so he went into the cabin to change clothes and he almost missed that last boat so I remember I was almost jumping off the boat back to mainland because the boat had had started to leave the shore and then my husband came on the pier and he was standing there going excuse me I want to come and I remember his brother like just grabbed my arm pushed me back into the boat and I think it was like just roughly like just over a meter he grabbed his brother and then uh no sorry my my husband's brother grabbed my husband and we got him back on the boat and it all it all worked out and we were all we had the loveliest um boat ride at you know six seven in the morning back to mainland and back to the hotel and we were so tired when we when we went back to sleep I mean we finished it all off with the best after party everyone danced all night long it was definitely the most fun party we have ever had and what a day and we slept two hours I think and we're up again saying goodbye to guests for brunch and the day after on the Monday literally no one could wake us up. We went to bed relatively early that Sunday night and I remember my sister was banging on the door not and she said, you know, good morning, we're leaving now. I'm like, you're leaving? It's still morning. She's like, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. And I think we had slept for 14 hours straight. I had no voice. I was completely exhausted. I had a fever, a sore throat. And I was very sick for three weeks. My body had been through absolutely nonstop. There was no stop button. And I wanted our wedding to be absolutely perfect, as, you know, every bride wants. And it definitely was one of the best days of our lives and a party that dear friends still talk about now, even though this happened in 2014. Um, but it really, really, really wore me out. And I don't, I, you know, I don't want anyone to be in that situation. And it, that was the whole reason that I started planning weddings, because... And I didn't even start with planning weddings. I started literally with just renting out the stuff that we had. And then I started with helping, you know, 
wedding couples with answering their questions with consultations and then I help them with helping friends of friends that were getting married that wanted tables decorated and decor and flowers and uh, we helped set it up and we helped do it and it was so much fun and it really grew into a passion of mine because I didn't want anyone to be in the situation that I had been in because because I was so exhausted and because I'd woken up being the bride that literally was struggling to stand on her own two feet And because I was the ride that woke up, you know, completely exhausted and shattered and had to be woken up and still was struggling to wake up. It was, it was really, really tough to be so tired that because you just wanted everything to look so good. Because when you haven't done it before and when you don't know what you're getting into and when you don't know how to spend your time and you're also trying to eat well and to eat healthy and I have to admit I was also trying to stay fit and stay slim and I didn't want to uh, I didn't want the dress to be too big you know I mean all these things uh it's very natural and it feels like you're going into a moment in life where everyone is looking at you and I just want you And I believe that you deserve to go into that time of your life with power, with confidence, with safety and having a group or someone or something or something that can help you with planning that dream day because planning a wedding takes time I mean our team can be quite big for a wedding I mean we do relatively big productions it doesn't mean that you have to have a very big wedding with many people we definitely do weddings you know I think the smallest one we've done was 20 people and we've done several of them you know micro weddings where people just they want help uh, it's difficult to do everything on your own even though it's a micro wedding it's not a tiny dinner just some flowers on the table and that's that I mean you still want a wedding and there are many details that go into this but long story short on an average we do four to five hundred hours uh, on a project depending on the size the scope the destination how many times do we have to travel how many times do we have to visit so when you're planning your wedding on your own it means that you're at least spending 200 hours and that's a lot of hours on top of having a full-time job maybe having kids Uh, or just having a demanding job that maybe gets you, you know, I mean, where you have to travel a lot, where you have to do many things, where you have to have many meetings. It is challenging. It's very challenging. I've tried. (laughs) And it wasn't the funniest part, you know, it wasn't the most fun part of my life. It was definitely a time that I look back to and I say, you know, I'm so proud of what we did, what we accomplished, how we did it. And we definitely made a celebration of a lifetime and I look back at our wedding and I wouldn't have done anything different but I rarely do think that I want to do things differently I just believe that we should learn from what we have done so today I would have done it with a completely different knowledge at that time I did it with the knowledge that I had and that is often the problem that when you are a bride or a groom and you're going in to celebrating such a big event in your life even though it might only be just 20 people it still feels like you're going into a moment of time when when you are in the spotlight and when you don't have the knowledge and when you don't know what you're doing and when you don't know what you are getting yourself into or what you need to think about that is when 
time starts to be your enemy because when time is your enemy it means you might be googling you know for hours and hours you might be trying to find caterers photographers you know vendors that are trying to make you be the best version of yourself and to participate in creating a very special time in your life we are very privileged we work with amazing partners and creative people that are so phenomenal and we are very different sizes and teams depending on how many we need uh, what we are doing how many times do we have to travel which destination is it how many days of event is it so it's very difficult to you know so to say we do x and this is how we do it so we have a system of how we do things it allows us to be able to plan destination weddings all over the world yeah because our systems are so safe I bring the architecture into it every time. I do believe that we design uniquely to every place and every couple. And that is why it is so special to do what we do. But I just really, really want you to have the wedding that you deserve to have. And you deserve to go into this phase of your life with a safety net. And this can be done in many ways. You know, you can have consultation hours, you can you can have a team. We exclusively plan full, I mean, full weddings, which means we are a full planning and designing service, which means we help you with absolutely everything from starting to plan your wedding, finding the venue. Um, we introduce everything to you. We design everything tailored to you. We tailor your creative partners to you and to who you are and to what you want and to your budget. And it creates a very special experience. But working with all these amazing people that we do allows us to be able to create an experience that feels very personal because everyone puts their heart and their soul into it. And having that touch of very personal element creates a very, very fun environment to celebrate with your closest friends and family. I have now been in the wedding industry for 10 years. We have planned many weddings, designed and executed so many. And the reason I started was exactly this, because I don't want anyone to be in our footsteps. Trying to juggle it all and to plan a big project like your wedding takes a lot of time. And no couple deserves to be in the shoes that we were in so many years ago. It is super tough to do it all yourself. I also completely fell in love with the process. It is the best combination of design, architecture, project leading and sketching. And we love to create experiences of a lifetime. Memories that you and your loved ones can take with you forever. We love to surprise your guests with fun entertainment, fun surprises, creating activities for them, and to create an experience that feels personal. We are so privileged sometimes when we hear what the guests are saying and they walk around the tables and you can hear them sharing some words with each other and, you know, taking their phones to take pictures and, you know, it, it's just, and to hear them talking about how personal it all feels, how it was exactly like the couple, how amazing it all was and that we provided memories of a lifetime, that is why it's all worth it. When the couple gives us the biggest hug and thanks us for what we have created, that brings tears to my eyes and it really does mean the world. No matter what we go through in life and no matter how much money we have, it is only the memories 
we go through that lasts a lifetime. Getting married should feel like a once in a lifetime experience. Thank you so much for listening today. And it's always fun to be around here sharing these crazy stories with you. There are so many more stories to come. In general, I just wanted to... I want this podcast to be a place where you feel safe, where you can ask me any questions. So feel free to reach out to me on Amanda Costa Thompson on Instagram. Our webpage is the same, amandacostathompson.com. If you have any questions, drop me a DM. If there's something you'd like to know more about, please let me know. And if there is, if you want to share a review with us, it is so appreciated. It allows the podcast to grow and it allows more wedding couples to see and to listen and um, for us to be able to help so many more. So I wish you an amazing day. And as I always like to say, create an amazing day for yourself. Until next week. Bye.